Dominica and the Eastern Caribbean. The afternoon time is one o'clock. Welcome to Talk on the Block for this Friday afternoon. It's the 26th day of August in the year 2022. I'm Lennox Linton. I'm sitting in here for Matthias Speltier Jr., your regular host. He's taking care of some business overseas. All right, so we close another week and time is flying. Yes, it flies. I don't know, I don't know if it's a thing about getting old, but time flies. Yes, it does. Uh, to all the folks around town, I hope you're checking out the River Street location of the United Workers Party headquarters. Uh, big barbecue going on there. You can get some good lunch. Uh, there's fish, there's chicken, there's lots of nice healthy stuff right there. Uh, at the downstairs, the party office and at the car park right there on the Lower River Street. That's where you can get your barbecue Friday lunch from the Women of Workers. Wow. This afternoon, we're going to uh, talk a little bit about the uh, electoral reform and, uh, and so on, but... Uh, there is an interesting development that I want to bring to your attention. It has to do with the ruling of the CCJ recently, which went in favor of the government side in terms of their petition to strike out the or the application before the court to strike out the election petitions of 2019. That went their way because the uh, judge, as you remember, at first instance, struck out the petitions. We appealed to the appeal court. The appeal court said they had no jurisdiction to hear the matter because of some provision in the Constitution. And uh, the CCJ, the apex court of the region to where we were hoping to lodge an appeal, said they agreed with the CCJ, with the cabinet, with the appeal court that they, were, they had no jurisdiction and so that matter ended. However, the CCJ made some comments about the state of elections in Dominica and uh, said that they were tainted in 2019 and that elections in the country should not be conducted in future with those taints. In other words, get rid of the taints, the things, the poisons, the negative influences on the election that deny free and fair elections uh, or prevent you from having free and fair elections with integrity as the backbone of our democracy and get rid of those taints get rid of the uh, the irregularities and illegalities that tainted the election and uh, do that before you have another election in dominica i'll tell you something that happened between uh, since the CCJ judgment or ruling and advice to us, counsel to us, the guidance that it gave us on the state of play regarding our electoral process, uh, we'll share with you an interesting development in that regard uh, this afternoon in a few moments.
First up this afternoon, though, I want you to listen carefully to the Prime Minister of Dominica engaging again in another falsehood, engaging again in more untruths. And this one to do with the Citizenship by Investment Program. I don't know why it is necessary for him to be telling untruths, for him to be lying about what went on in the past when he was being was in and has been in a position to know the truth he continues to tell lies when you tell lies you're not leading you are misleading okay lies are not the work of a leader they're the work of a misleader you only lie because you don't want people to know the truth so listen carefully to the Prime Minister talking about the CBI and what happened on the, the watch of Mary Eugenia Charles of blessed memory. Mistress was spending the money in the CBI. Mistress never came and tell us, okay, well, I did the bridge or I did a house or I did this with CBI money. And I, we don't know how Mistress was spending the money in the CBI. Mistress never came and tell us, okay, well, I did the bridge or I did a house or I did this with CBI money. And I, I'm talking here as a Freedom Party man. I am still really the Freedom Party, de facto. <laughs> so I am talking as a, as, a, as a Freedom man. You understand? Um, because when Charles Tavern left this thing, uh, the only well-known freedomite who could have taken the leadership of the party. We don't know how Mistress was spending the money in the CBI. Mistress never came and tell us, okay, well, I did the bridge, or I did a house, or I did this with CBI money. First of all, uh, Mrs. Carrot knows that under the Freedom Party, from 1993 or thereabout, the Economic Citizenship Program, as it was then referred to, was exclusively about raising money through investments for hotel development. They hadn't gotten to the stage of other engines of the economy yet. They, they started out with hotel development. And there was a program run essentially through a lady by the name of Grace Stong, I don't know if you remember her, and she was taking investments which were induced by the grant of uh, citizenship for Dominica so that Dominica could find capital to build out its uh, economic infrastructure in the area of starting the area of tourism. So in the days of the economic citizenship program of Eugenia Charles, monies never went into the treasury of Dominica. The monies went into escrow. And it is no different from the real estate program that Mrs. Skerritt runs at the moment, the real estate component of the citizenship by investment program, where they say that the money does not come into the treasury. It goes into the escrow because it does not belong to the 
people of Dominica, it belongs to the investors who are going to build a hotel so that Dominicans can get the benefit of having a hotel in Dominica, employment, foreign exchange earnings, etc. So Mrs. Carrot knows that it was only when the United Workers Party came into office and re-engineered the economic citizenship program that monies were picked up as direct contributions that came into the treasury. In the days of the Freedom Party and Mary Eugenia Charles, the monies were exclusively going into escrow because all you had was a real estate component. There was no direct contribution that people were making for passports that was going into the treasury, and therefore, Ms. Charles would therefore have to be saying she used the money to build a school or to build a road or to do X or Y. The money at the point was investors' money that they were bringing into the country for particular development projects in the starting in the hotel sector. And that is how the Lyo River and all its fraudulent concrete came about. And that is where all the money was spent. And uh, we never got any benefit from it. When the United Workers Party came into office, it re-engineered the economic citizenship program to make arrangements for money uh, to not just be coming into, going into an escrow account to build hotels or pursue other investments on behalf of investors who were getting our passports, but to get direct contributions for those passports, what is called the Economic Diversification Fund contribution, where the money was going into the treasury and would therefore be used for specific national development purposes, spending out of the treasury. That was what was happening. And the, the, the Dominican Labour Party and the Reverse Grade now has two, the, the, the two options. The original option of the, the original single option of the real estate, which was what operated under Greystone, plus the option of direct contributions, which emerged under the United Workers Party. And they now have both together. Under the, under the fund option that emerged under the United Workers Party, Mr. Skerritt has all of this money coming in that is allowing him to do different things. You must account for it. Don't, don't suggest that because in, back in the day this didn't happen or that didn't happen or you, did, you, you can say, well, Ms. Charles never told you whether she built a school. She, she didn't have money in the treasury from the program to build any school or to build any road. The money, as you well know, was wholly committed to investments and the, the business ventures of investors from the outside who were facilitated to come into Dominica with a grant of a passport. That's what it was. So, so <laughs> it, it is really, it really ridiculous, you know. <laughs> and, and, and the man knows what the truth is, but he continues to lie. Now, under all the transparency that he says that is going on, all right, you notice that they have stopped publishing in the official gazette the persons who have received the citizenship from Dominica. The last one they published told us that in a period of five months, 3,961 persons got citizenship of Dominica. And when I use that to indicate that the revenue was being shortchanged, they stopped publishing in the Gazette the, 
successful applicants for citizenship in Dominica. The last one we saw was in March of 2019. That is more than three years ago. And they have stopped the publication not to provide leadership, not to provide transparency, not to provide accountability, but to mislead people into making the very same hypocritical, untruthful, dishonest statements that they're making that the program has accountability and it is transparent, etc. Yes, we're picking up money, things are being done, but we, this program lacks accountability and there's a lot of money belonging to the people of Dominica that is sitting outside of Dominica under the private control of friends of this administration. And we need to stop it. We don't know how Mistress was spending the money with CBI. Mistress never came and tell us, okay, well, I did the bridge, or I did a house, or I did this with CBI money. And I, I'm talking here as a Freedom Party man. I am still in the Lord Freedom Party. <laughs> yeah, he's still the leader of the Freedom Party. I remember back in 2000, the, uh, the leader of the Freedom Party, or the, the former leader of the Freedom Party, and the top brass of the Freedom Party said, you know, get rid of the United Workers Party at any cost. Uh, it didn't, didn't matter what the cost was, just get rid of them because uh, there was corruption in government, etc. People were doing this, people were doing that. <sighs> Tell you. So, I am talking as a, as a, as a freedom man. You understand? Um, because when Charles Stavon left this thing, a uh, only well-known freedomite who could have taken the leadership of the party. Charles Stavon left you the only man who could have taken leadership of the freedom party from his perch in the Dominican Labour Party. So he took over the party. He brought in, he brought in Charles Stavon to the Labour Party and he took over the freedom party. We don't know how Mistress was spending the money with CBI. <laughs> Mistress never came and tell us, okay, well, I did the bridge, or I did a house, or I did this with CBI money. And I, I'm talking here as a Freedom Party man. I am still in the Lord of Freedom Party, de facto. <laughs> so I am talking as a, as a, as a Freedom man. You understand? Um, because when Charles Stavon left this thing, there uh, was only well-known Freedomite who could have taken the leadership of the party. After working hard for many years in London, Goldwyn is now retired and back living in Dominica enjoying his pension. He took a smile so we can see the gold teeth and took a yank. I met him coming out of flosses with the help of some staff carrying different foods, drinks and meats to his vehicle. Me self too fast to go and ask the man what's up. Is their story start. I put my fini 12 I words so that Kadimo de San Dominic put fini la ham I said Goldwyn speak in English, don't force it. Then he said, I shop with intelligence, yeah? At flosses you get the most reasonable prices quarter bag flour rice sugar milk beers soft drinks water rum and so much more prices and quantities to fit your needs mate because you just come down and want to tell me what i know about flosses already that's where i shop it's not you alone that want to save money but still get the quality goods that's right and if you're listening to this ad go and check out flosses for yourself next to the Roso market you can't miss it
we don't know how mistress was spending the money with the CBI. Mistress never came and tell us, okay, well, I did the bridge, or I did a house, or I did this with CBI money. And I t I'm talking to you as a freedom party man. I am still in the Lodi Freedom Party, de facto. <laughs> so I am talking as a, as, a, as a freedom man. You understand? Um, because when Charles Stavon left this thing, uh, the only well-known freedomite who could have taken the Lodi Party. 118 is the afternoon time. <laughs> uh, let's take your phone calls. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Mikey. How are you doing? I'm good. How long is those things then uh, uh that's that's a recent statement a recent statement yeah but i wonder if this man does really know what he's, he's saying i really don't understand well i don't i don't, I don't, I don't understand myself you know <laughs> oh my god things that he's supposed to know he just willfully lies about them that and, is it and lying is not Thank leading you. it's misleading 119 is the afternoon time. Thank you very much for joining us. 449-3095-449-3096. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Mr. Lincoln. Good afternoon, dear. How are you? I'm fine. Mr. Lincoln, I was telling you, countries where the law is really, you know, the law really works. Prime Minister takes jail. Just watching Malaysia. Mm -hmm. Prime Minister of Malaysia yeah, the, form, the former prime minister. The former prime minister. Yeah. Former prime minister. Twelve yep. years. So get him fly his kite. <laughs> anyway, have a good day. Have a good day yourself. It's uh, one nineteen overseas line. Good afternoon. Hey, good afternoon, Leonard. Good afternoon. How are you doing? Hey, um, you know, I, I'm listening to the prime minister here, and and um, my my thoughts are actually a little bit away from what we're thinking about the CBI. I'm just thinking how dangerous this individual is. Um, he's showing us that uh, the tendencies of uh, an autocrat, a psychopath, he's saying that he's the only person that could have taken um, charge of the Freedom Party. And he showed us in no uncertain terms that he thinks he's the only person that can take care of the Dominican Labour Party. So what is he telling us, Leonard, that he's the king? He's the God chosen one, and this is the rhetoric of a dangerous autocrat, and he's showing us all the signs. That's that's what I want us to to uh, to look at. All right. Other than the the inveterate line that he he um he, yeah. he put forward regarding the CDI, the uh, economic citizenship under the um, Freedom Party. I mean, the evidence is there under the Freedom Party. Um, yeah. What we had was, uh, for example, the um, the Galway Hotel, which was built under this, the Economic Citizenship Program. Correct me if I'm wrong here. Um, yes. So you're right. I mean, some the, the program was yeah. not designed. I'm sorry. Yeah, there was some. There was some economic citizenship money that went into the Galway Hotel. Yes. Right, uh, and so there, the, the program was not designed as um, they're now running the program and, um, you're absolutely correct on that. So that's what I wanted to touch on. All right. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot for joining us at one twenty-one in the afternoon. Talk on the block. How are you doing? Good afternoon to you and to your listeners at home abroad. Mr. Johnson Boston. Uh, it's it's yeah. very nice to, very nice to hear you because, uh, you served, uh, with, uh, <laughs> dear Mary Eugenia Charles and <laughs> you also yeah. served with yeah. the, uh, with, with the, with the man, uh, the misleader. Yes. <laughs> In fact, I'm happy you raised this because it's only a dysfunctional nuisance that could take everything and make a joke out of it mm -hmm. when you're dealing with state business. 
And, um, I mean, he's Prime Minister, Minister of Finance. He has access to the files, to the information. He has people who are and who were in the Ministry of Finance and knew what you just explained there. He knows that very well. And I do not understand what he, what he gets out of lying and trying to mislead people and so forth. Um, many people wrote to me and said to me, um, and WhatsApp me and said to me, if I heard um, Skerritt and said to me, he is sleeping. And I told him, it's only a dysfunctional nuisance who behaves so, take everything and make a joke. He's the leader of Charles Savre and people like Rupert Sorendo and Henry George, who were cabinet ministers. And but but he's the misleader. He's the misleader in chief of the nation. Right, that is it as well. And if he is accusing the Freedom Party government led by Eugenia Charles, because not a Eugenia Charles thing, it was a government led by her, and he is accusing the Freedom Party um, government led by Eugenia Charles as not seeing where the monies of the CBI went into when he knows the country as Minister of Finance. He's also accusing Rupert Sorendo. He's also accusing Henry George. He's also accusing Charles Salvin, who was at one time members of cabinet in the Freedom Party government. So while he says these things, these gentlemen who, when I was known as a boy, saw as men that you could emulate, today they are really well um, jokers. I don't want to use big term, and, and I don't necessarily, but real jokers, just simplifies it in the society. And they clap when these guys talk, and he feels, well, what he's saying makes sense and so on, but people listening to him recognize and come to appreciate that he's a dysfunctional nuisance and he says things trying to see who, can he, who he can appease. Mm -hmm. But the fact of the matter is, the country is realizing that this guy is not the guy to be trusted. He's not the guy that, um, as a prime minister who has the nation business at heart, we always look for a way where we can trick things. You see what he did with the budget? Yes. He gave. Um, duty free and pleasure boats because his <laughs> own is in it. Which prime minister uh, can yeah, do that yeah, in open yeah, view yeah. and don't feel bad about it? That's a, a Fulton Marcus <laughs> and his wife Imelda Marcus. That's their behavior and so forth. Yeah. So I'm glad you raised it and I know the people of Dominica knows better and I just um, dismiss it as a joke. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. He is uh, a certified misleader. That's what he is. Uh, you you don't put you don't put that sort of behavior in the category of genuine leadership. No no one who is serious about their leadership responsibility is so hell bent on lying and twisting and being dishonest at every opportunity they have with the people that they serve. What 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 are you talking about? And then you go to parliament and you 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 have. This, this pretends that you're helping people when people know that they're getting absolutely no assistance, no relief from the hard times that have been visited on them by rising prices for just about everything around them. And, and then the best you can do is, is duty-free and tax-free on pleasure boats to come into Dominica when people are suffering. And you, you offer uh, uh, almost like token relief to Owners of commercial vehicles, where, where you reduce the license fees paid annually for, for them. But you come back weeks later to wipe out that benefit of a $2.19 per gallon increase on the fuel price when fuel prices are going down all around the world. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Blessings, my brethren. <laughs> How are you doing, bro? I'm coming on slowly, my brother. 
Bed and better? Bed and better every day. Right. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. God Great. bless. Excellent. Um, Mr. Lincoln, I want to give thanks to you again. Because, and Dr. Thompson Fountain, he, you know, the consistency and the fearlessness, looking at the devil in the eyes and saying, I'm not afraid of you. You can send all your threats in Parliament, on your political platform, send your wife and say you have Navy SEALs and snipers and to add. Muscle blessings to you, sir. I, I, I do not take that man as a joke. This is not a joke, Bosso. It may be something you overlook. That's not a joke. You mean to tell me a junior minister, Freedom Party, how they were called the Young Freedom Movement, Mr. Linton? Yes. And the man saying, Miss Charles never told me. What Miss Charles had to do with Skerritt and Mr. Linton? When you <laughs> had all the senior politicians that had seasoned politicians for her to give account to Scary saying, Miss Charles did not tell me. Did you get that? Can you just play that a little for me again? Yeah, Ms. but I, I got the sense that he was he was talking about the nation generally, that Miss Charles didn't account. She didn't report. Let's listen. Let's listen. No, hold, 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 hold on a second. We don't know how Miss Charles was spending the money in the CBI. Miss Charles never came and tell us, okay, well, I did the bridge or I did a house, or I did this with CBI money. And I t I'm talking here as a Freedom Party man. I am still uh, okay. in the Freedom okay. Party. I, I, I got you. I got you. you. Know, I got, so I, got I, you. I think this man is beyond lunacy. This man is evil, and he's a gloater. He feels he has done so much damage to the country and so well for himself. Now he's ridiculing Dominicans. You remember he said... If anything happened to me and my family, we have insurance. What do you have? Can you imagine, Mr. Linton? Yeah. Can you imagine yeah, that said, level he said, of... He said, I have insurance. What about you? What about you? And, and he, look, he, looked at them, he looked at them straight in the face and the poor people in their red shirts, they applauded him for having they insurance while they my, had none. My brethren, this is diabolical. <laughs> and this man is a lunatic. And... I want to be careful, but, you know, they say how they call uh, a kleptomaniac and this man. i just being a little technical because we're referring to a man and I, you play his voice. So I don't want nobody to implicate you or the radio station or myself. How can somebody be so mischievous and how can somebody lack contentment in his avaristic drive for more power and more money? And the man just keep lying and talking foolishness. I hear his wife talk foolishness the other day, talking about, and she condone what she's supposed to condemn. Mr. Linton, <laughs> boy, God bless you, and take care of yourself. Take care of yourself. At 129, the overseas line is live. Good afternoon. How are you doing? Good afternoon, teacher. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? Oh, man, I'm doing good, man. I'm listening to you. And um, that, that um, thing... I heard it this morning, and you just mentioned it again. The, the the leader of former leader of Malaysia. It's been a long time coming, and uh, I've been following that thing for quite a while. Because that was one of that little baby dictator that we have down here, been running around. Think time will never catch up with him. Because Lennox, let me tell you something. We all have a conscience. And you let your speak on the radio every time you come on the radio. The people who call in support of you and in support of justice, this is our conscience speaking. That's our godness 
our voice, God inside of us speaking to the public to wake up and everything. And there's a series of YouTube videos on that gentleman over there in, in Malaysia. And time finally caught up with him. So let me tell that baby dictator that we got down there. He's chuckling under his chocolate detector, evil and wickedness. But it's okay. There's going to come a time he has to answer to the people and to the God that he serves. I don't know. But the God that I serve, and I know the God you serve, Lena, mm -hmm. going to give him the justice that he deserves. My brother, I'm listening. Thank you for Thank the you. work that you do. Thank you and for I'm joining gonna us. I'm going to miss you. I'm going to have to have Matt bring you every, every once in a while because the people need the kind of vibe you bring in all the time. It's highly educational, and I appreciate you, my brother. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it, my brother. One thirty. Nah, sorry about that. Uh, somebody was there and left us. Uh, you can call us back, of course. Uh, 449 3095, 449 3096, 449 3097, 616 4257, 305 432 If you're overseas, if you're overseas as well, 347 349 7431 will work. All right. Let's uh, remind you that under the United Workers Party, when the program of economic citizenship was re-engineered, the United Workers' Party government prepared every three months, every three months, a statement that showed the number of new approved applications, the amount of money that was collected, and what was done with the money. That was back in the day under the stewardship of the United Workers' Party. And uh, as I indicated, before the United Workers' Party, the Freedom Party program did not have any money coming into the Treasury. Right? The Prime Minister of Dominica, again, is lying, and he knows he's lying. Liars are not leaders, they are misleaders. 132, good afternoon. Yeah, good afternoon, Robert. How are you doing? How are you doing? Um, I'm good, brother. Uh, I was Touch a little on that CBI thing, not necessarily from his view if I'm regarding my child, but on the on the real content. You, you see, where the argument about the houses and, and and why people have not been given certificates is right there in that statement too. It's right there in Rosberg's explanation. It's right there in your explanation too, you know, mm -hmm. of the situation regarding regarding this this this, um, this thing. Okay, these guys. I don't, I don't know what arrangement you guys have in the parliament, but the external arrangement of this program, and from more I, I read it and try to understand it, mm -hmm. these guys seriously do not really believe that it's Dominica's money, you know, you know. Well, that's a, that's a big problem. A but that's a big problem right there. Yeah, on a serious note. That is why nobody hasn't gotten a certificate of title in Dominica. Well, he and represents... remember that same guy that runs the... Mm -hmm. huh? He represents to Dominica, my brother, that the houses are 100% owned by the state. That's, what, that's his representation because they're paid for by funds of the state, the passport funds. He's holding the funds overseas, but he, recognize, he acknowledges the money belongs to the state. We're saying, yes, it belongs to the state. It has no business overseas. Bring it into Dominica. Let us account for it through the formal parliamentary process of oversight. Okay. Well, He's saying remember, no. Lennox, remember, Lennox. He comes into contradiction with the guy who's running the program, you know, on that statement, you know. Uh -huh. Remember that, eh? Remember the guy contradicting Roosevelt's carrot and the 
entire parliament when he made it clear these houses are not owned by the government of Dominica. You remember that statement? So, so, so let me ask you this. You believe that the, the problem we're facing is that you have a prime minister who is telling the people the houses belong to them, but he's working with somebody who has control of the funds who does not believe that the houses are our houses. Yeah, he, 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 exactly. The guy cannot see the houses as our houses because he has investors to deal with on these houses. You, you see, we are not in a housing thing, Leno, by accident, you know, because of you, you know, Leno. No, but, but hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, 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 find this, I, find this, <laughs> I find this discussion, I find this discussion very interesting because I, I'm... I'm I, no, it's listen, real thing, it's real thing. Yeah, yeah, but, but no, but listen, it, listen, it, listen up. The, the money, right, that is collected for the housing is the same amount of money that is collected under the Economic Diversification Fund, which is the money that goes into the Treasury. It's $100,000, right? Uh, yeah. Flat yeah. fee, $100,000. And yeah. Mrs. Carrot says it's like a hybrid. It's not, it's not the economic citizenship. It is not the real estate program, but it's still not the EDF because that money is raised like the EDF, but it goes into escrow like the real estate, but it's not real estate. Uh, <laughs> you have much explanation now to come here in this morning. You, you catch them. What, let me tell you what happened. It's a, it's a chain reaction thing that happened. Ruth Bell was never supposed to be building the homes for Dominicans. You know, that wasn't in the plan. You know. mm -hmm. All that excessive spend of CBI, remember, wasn't in the plan. You know, that money was supposed to have been exclusive of, you know. Yeah. Ruth Bell's carry get caught in the parliament by your research with his pants down, you know, and go on this whole overreaction of. That's why they're in a whole bunch of tightness, you know. It's taking money from there to fill over there because it's an investor money, yeah. Yeah, well, they... But in labor rights, I want to talk to this afternoon, you know. Yeah. They, should, they should place a caveat on Roosevelt's carries. No voting of Roosevelt's carries without, without people in Dominica getting a certificate for their homes. Let's see what really is with that program. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, Indeed. that is what the labor rights should tell to tell Roosevelt's carrot. Do not come for his for their vote. And, and we have he said we have said clearly we, we have said clearly since the houses were paid for by the passport money belonging to the people of Dominica, and it is the it is the assessment of the government that these houses were given to people in need. Give the people the certificate of title. Exactly, logic. <laughs> Five years, people waiting. Yeah, people are waiting. People are waiting. They're going to another. We're going yeah, into another right. election. They're still waiting for title. Yeah, yeah. God yeah, bless man. you. God yeah, bless you, my brother. All, all the best. Yeah, all the best. At one yeah. thirty-seven, yeah. that's the afternoon time. More phone calls. Good afternoon. The campaign when they start election, the campaign will be on giving them their certificate of title. Mm -hmm. You will tell them as soon as election pass. That's its first job. And that is it. And when election passed, they vote him again. That is it. And Thank you. Is good. No. <laughs> 1.37. Good afternoon. Talk on the block. Yes, good afternoon to you, Mr. Linton. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm fine, thanks. Good. You see, we're missing, we're missing out some things, you know. We're saying a man is lying. But what comes after lying? It's not me that's here. Mm -hmm. Yep. If you're telling lies, mm -hmm. nobody can trust you because there's a tendency that you can steal as well. Mm -hmm. Just listening to, to Mr. Skerritt, I mean, I wonder what even his supporters, the, the minister, the other ministers, 
when they listen to that clip, what are they saying to themselves? What are they thinking? Come on, you still a leader of the Freedom Party? You know, <laughs> we just have to wonder. I mean, come on. It's like the man is saying things like, I'm, I'm wondering if he even listening to himself or he's just speaking for speaking sick. I mean, come on. What are the, uh, are the young people, you know, the graduate, the, 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 the children who are going to college, when they listen to him, what are they saying to themselves? You know, it's like, it's like a prime minister don't even know and understand what he's saying. Yeah. You understand? When you look at, I mean, gas price going up and then duty free and on what? And while the poor, innocent people are suffering, do not have a meal to give them their children. Could you just imagine that? Yeah. I mean, there's so much. There's so much. People just have to continue to go and beg for, 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 for school uniform because people cannot, you know, they, they haven't got a job. Yeah. And they're duty-free. No duty-free on food. No duty free on, yeah. on fertilizer for agriculture, you know? Mm-mm. No duty free on, 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 on farmers that are struggling to make a dollar. But duty Pleasure free boats. on what? Pleasure boats. Pleasure boats? Can yeah, you imagine? And who have those pleasure boats? Is it the farmers? Mm-hmm. Is it the hard-working people on the ground that have the, the pleasure boats? People who can I afford mean, to pay taxes. Yeah. People that can afford to pay taxes. Tax yes, breaks I, I for mean, the rich and famous while the poor yes, man I suffers. Mean, I mean, I mean, come on. Yeah. But anyway, as I am there, we have um, um, the ladies um, having uh, lunch. So those of you having lunch. In town, All right. You know, okay. go check them out. All you right. know, delicious <laughs> lunch and barbecue. That's right on the yeah. on lower. River Street, right by the party office, right in the right, car park there, right. a little segment of the car park. Uh, you can get your delicious lunch there. As yes. The women of workers, wow. Yes. Yeah, wow. wow. Okay then. God Thank bless. you very much. God bless. Let, bless. Me, let me tell you now what uh, happened. <laughs> One of the things that happened subsequent to the ruling of the Caribbean Court of Justice on the 25th of July where Dominica was given guidance. Some guidance came from the Apex Court that the the 2019 elections were tainted and future elections ought not to be conducted in Dominica before with these taints. Okay? There remain grave areas of concern about how the process of these 2019 elections was conducted future elections in Dominica ought not to proceed with these or similar taints. And uh, I, I felt, following that decision, it was necessary to write to the President, His Excellency Charles Sovereign, regarding the request, uh, making a request for the Office of the President to act on the electoral reform recommendation of the Caribbean Court of Justice. And so I address the President on the 8th of August as follows. Your Excellency, as you are aware, on July 5th, 2022, the Caribbean Court of Justice, CCJ, handed down its decision in the appeal arising out of petitions challenging 
the process and results of the 2019 general election in Dominica. The CCJ upheld the decision of the Court of Appeal that it had no jurisdiction to hear the complaints of the petitioners against the decision of the trial judge. Even so, this being the second matter to come before the Caribbean Court of Justice in less than two years regarding the conduct of elections in Dominica, it appears that the Apex Court felt compelled to offer guidance on the way forward based on its own assessment of the suitability of the electoral process for the purpose of free and fair elections. The CCJ concludes at paragraph 108 of its decision, quote, there remain areas of grave concern about the process, about how the process of these 2019 elections was conducted. Future elections in Dominica ought not to proceed with these or similar taints. The taints include using the wrong list for the 2019 election, which was described by the High Court judge as a, plate, a patent non-compliance with Section 17 of the Registration of Electors Act. Yet, he set aside the unlawful conduct of the election authorities because he claimed the petitioners did not show how using an illegal list affected the outcome of the election. In paragraph 88 of its judgment, referring to the patent non-compliance with the provisions of the Registration of Electors Act, the CCJ insists, quote, this is a matter of the most serious concern that ought to be investigated, irrespective of the outcome of this appeal and of these petitions, end of quote. Specifically at this time, we seek Your Excellency's urgent attention to two matters arising out of the CCJ decision. Number one, the need for the President of Dominica to use his good office to ensure that the Electoral Commission and the officers he has appointed to conduct free and fair elections in Dominica act on the advice of the CCJ and implement the necessary electoral reform so that there will be no more tainted elections in Dominica. And two, the need for the President of Dominica to order an investigation into the circumstances surrounding the failure to adequately address a patent non-compliance with the provisions of Dominica's election law in the 2019 election as outlined above. According to the Constitution of the Commonwealth of Dominica at section 58, quote, the executive authority of Dominica is vested in the president, end of quote, who may exercise such executive authority either directly through officers subordinate to him either directly or through officers subordinate to him, end of quote. Your Excellency, in the best interest of, of our beloved country, we look forward to your urgent and positive response, which will inure to the benefit of national stability, good governance, rule of law, and the strengthening of our fragile democracy. Respectfully, Lennox Linton, leader of the opposition. That was on the 8th of August. On the 22nd of August, this week, I received a response from 
the president I shared with you. Dear Honorable Linton, I hereby acknowledge receipt of your letter dated 8th August 2022 in which you requested the president to use his good office to ensure that the electoral commission and the officers he has appointed to conduct free and fair elections in Dominica act on the advice of the CCJ and implement the necessary electoral reforms so that there will be no more tainted elections in Dominica and two, order an investigation into the circumstances surrounding the failure to adequately address a patent non-compliance with provisions of Dominica's election law in the 2019 election. You have cited Section 58 of the Constitution, which in your opinion authorizes the President to act in accordance with your request. I wish to refer you to Section 63.1 of the Constitution, which states, in, a, in the exercise of his functions, the President shall act in accordance with the advice of the Cabinet or Minister acting under the general authority of the Cabinet, except in cases where it is required by this Constitution or any other law to act in accordance with the advice of or after consultation with any person or authority other than Cabinet, provided that the foregoing provisions of, his sub of this subsection shall not apply where the President is authorized to act in his own deliberate judgment in accordance with the following provisions of the Constitution. And he refers to Section 56, Section 59 and 62, Section 66, Section 85, Section 87, Section 93, and Section 108. In your letter, you have applied an interpretation of the observation made by the CCJ in handing down its decision, which is not contained in the words used by the CCJ. I must point out that no finding of facts was made by any of the courts which considered this matter, and contrary to your assertions, the comments of the court to which you refer were not part of the decision or principle that the judgment established. As you must be aware, the matter on which you have asked the President to intervene is not permitted by the Constitution. Further, it is a matter of public record that the government has commissioned Sir Dennis Byron to undertake a review of the electoral laws, and it is anticipated that the report from Sir Dennis Byron will be delivered soonest. You may wish to be guided accordingly. Yours sincerely, Charles A. Sovereign, President. So what, what the President is saying here is that, yes, he is aware of the of the provision of the Constitution at Section 58, which vests the executive authority of Dominica in the President, and the President may exercise such executive authority either directly or through officers subordinate to him, but he claims there are other provisions of, that, of the Constitution that render the overall executive authority for the State of Dominica useless and prevents him from intervening in a situation where the Apex Court of the Caribbean has suggested or has recommended, has given us guidance that we should not have another election in Dominica as the election of 2019 that was tainted by irregularities and illegalities. So the question is, 
the purpose of the president is what? The purpose of the president is what? If the executive authority of Dominica is vested in the president, and the president can do no more than to look for justifications here and there to support his conduct as a, a stooge of Prime Minister Roosevelt Skerritt, then that is what it is. Roosevelt Skerritt says no law, no constitution um, can prevent him from doing what he wants. Uh, the president tells us that the executive authority vested in him by the constitution, the executive authority for Dominica vested in him by the constitution means nothing more to him than what the constitution tells him uh, he should do on the advice of Roosevelt Skerritt and his cabinet. And uh, so it goes. So the people of Dominica have to be prepared to take things into their own hands if they're really serious about the country. You don't have a president that looks out for you. You don't have a president that is willing to look out for you where the interest of your country is being negatively impacted by the cabinet of ministers. The president will not act because he's waiting on the very same cabinet of ministers to tell him he must act against them because he claims that is as far as the constitution allows him to go. And Dominica, you need to ask yourself a question. If that is what is really going on, the purpose of the presidency is what? What do you need a president for? If a president accepts that with the authority of the executive authority vested in him by the constitution, the executive authority of the country vested in him by the constitution, he's willing to do no more than be a stooge of the prime minister and wait on the prime minister to tell him what and when to do and why to do. What is the purpose of the presidency? Is someone on the telephone? Good afternoon. Yes, I am, sir. Yes. Are you hearing me? I'm hearing you loud and I'm hearing you clear. Yes, uh, uh, with all due respect to you, and I know you're a gentleman, I would not waste my time with Charles Savary. He's not going to respond. If Charles Savary responds to you or do anything, Christmas will fall on a good Friday. Charles Savary, that's the biggest traitor Dominica ever had. Another thing, all governments in the Caribbean were given money from the IMF to give their people. Whatever happened to that money that was given to Dominica's government? All the other governments gave their people money. But Dominicans are a bunch of sleeping birds waiting for somebody to do something for them to get what they're entitled to. It reminds me of growing up as a kid. And we all told of a story of a woman who went to the riverbank with a business clothes and saying, God will help her. And she sat there expecting the clothes to be washed. Let them keep on waking. They got to get up from their hineys, and that's the only way they're going to get something. Thank you, sir. Thank you for joining us. 1.53 is the afternoon time. Good afternoon. Talk on the Good block. Afternoon. Good afternoon, Mr. Linton. 
Good afternoon, sir. How are you doing? I'm good. Um, it seems that Roosevelt Skerritt is not only the de facto leader of the Freedom Party, but he's the de facto president of Dominica also. Yeah, <laughs> indeed. Because we have, we have a, I mean, when, sometimes we refer to our president as ceremonial, but he does obviously have executive duties to perform. The you executive authority, a... according to the Constitution, the executive authority for Dominica is vested in the president. Well, for example, you cannot get a piece of government land unless uh, Charles Sovereign signs off on it. <laughs> he has not to wait on the minister. He has to sign off on it before you get it. So why is he ducking his responsibility now in the case of election, which is the, the crux of our democracy? Good afternoon. Good afternoon to you. 154, more phone calls. The overseas line, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Mr. Linton. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I have a question. There are a few questions I would like to ask you about electoral reform. We can talk about anything we want, but if you thought electoral reform is almost, um, to my opinion, pointless. So is that okay if I ask you these questions now? You, 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 you say electoral reform is pointless? No, I'm saying we can talk about everything we want. But mm. unless you have electoral reform, everything else is pointless. Because in mm. order to make this thing happen... Oh, okay, uh, okay got, you, got you, got you, yeah. <laughs> so, the last time you and I had a conversation in public airwaves was in 2000, I think, on what about program. I want to ask you this. I have some concerns about electoral reform, and I want to hear you as the leader of opposition. Let me make it clear for people not aware that the first three people were sworn in after an election are the Prime Minister, the Attorney General, and the leader of the opposition. Now, that's to show you how powerful the office of the opposition is, whether it's you, whether it's Suffering, whether it's Boston, whether whoever that may be the leader of the opposition. That's a very powerful position in Dominica. I want people to be aware of that. Now, my questions are, according to the laws in Dominica, if Lennox Linton is a Canadian, French, or whichever citizen, as long as he's registered on the list in Dominica, and within five years, He's traveling back and forth, and the five years time hasn't expired. He is still eligible to vote. Is that correct? At the moment, if you say if he is living overseas for five years, for more than five years? Yeah. He's, if he's the a person is living overseas less than five years, come between less than five years, it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It does, it, less than five years doesn't okay, matter. It doesn't matter. Right. Okay, good. Whether the person is a Canadian citizen, French citizen, whatever citizenship, the person could still vote right now. That's the law, right? Is that correct? The Well, yes. Um, du dual citizenship is recognized here. People who are born in Dominica and live overseas, they are Dominicans. Okay. So here's the, here's the issue I have, Mr. Linton. To me, it makes absolutely no sense, right, that someone is a dual citizen, Mm -hmm. is capable to vote to Dominic, come to Dominica to vote because then they meet on the electoral list. They can vote. However, that same individual has the power to come into imposing government, maybe against the will of the people, go back to his or her destination, enjoy life, whatever they're doing, and mm -hmm. these people stop that government, while that individual yet cannot be a member of parliament. So when we talk about electoral reform, these are things we need to, to look at. I know, we, I know we have much time. But um, I, I want to ask you one more thing, and then I can lead you to answer why I could stand the line. But the thing about it is, this is something we need to look at. 
because it makes no sense. Someone is a Canadian citizen, French citizen, can come to Dominica to vote, put a government on the back of the people, and yet he or she is not there to pay the consequences. Because at the time of an election, Mm -hmm. The voter is more powerful than the candidate because the voter has more power than the candidate. The yeah. candidate is relying on the votes on the candidate to make this happen. Now, the concerns further I have with this, and I know that much, is that we have so many Dominicans with passports all over the place. The question is going to become, are these people eligible to vote? Are we able to control that they have been living in the country for more than five years or so? So I think we need to look at the law and say, if you cannot be a member of parliament, even if you're on the list and you're able to vote, you should not be able to vote. That's my opinion on that. And the, the reason behind it is because we need to put laws in intellectual reform. I'm not sure if the law says that. Mm -hmm. Because if you're not a natural born, naturalized born in the United States, you cannot be president of the United States. The furthest you can be is, is governor. Mm -hmm. So we need to look at that rule. I try to find a way to say it, but I couldn't find it. Right. That unless you are naturally born in Dominica, you cannot be eligible to be Prime Minister of Finance. So oh. give me your opinion about this comment, somebody said it. All right. Thank you, Carla. I'm sorry. I don't have time to give you my opinion. Uh, you obviously have thought about this well, and you make some excellent points um, regarding the process and the uh, residence and the qualification for voting, not just for voting, but for also uh, to, for election to parliament, where it uh, concerns the people holding dual citizenship. And that's, that's, that's all the time. That's all the time we have this afternoon. We thank you very much for joining us. So we'll be back on Monday afternoon for another edition of Talk on the Block. Uh, till then, we always say, you be the best that you can be. And uh, on behalf of all of us here at Q95, have a wonderful weekend. And be safe. Take very good care of yourselves. We love you all the time.